Do you like the show and you want to help support us? Do you want us to stay ad-free? Do you want extra episodes every month? Of course you do. Then head over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Become a Patreon supporter of this very show. Programs. We are back for another Nerd Cave Retro Show. My name is Jason Robbins. And proudly sponsored by Pepsi, <laughs> Derek Diamond. The Pepsi man himself, Derek Diamond. Yes, uh, that's that's going to be a fun chat a little bit later on. But for right now, I'm just Derek Diamond. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> I had to uh, scrub the, the yo-noid from my mind this last week, so I've been playing a lot of... Uh, um, days gone for the PS4, and holy crap, that game's good! I can't stop. I played for like five hours last night. <laughs> wow, yeah, that's insane. I couldn't tell you the last time I've sat down and played a game for five hours. I mean, it was you know I took breaks here and there, but man, uh, it was it was a night. Yeah, I know Joey Image has been selling you that for quite some time, so I'm sure he's happy that you finally bit the bullet and have been playing it. Yeah, because I, um, I had been avoiding it for a while, but I finally broke down, got it, and uh, as soon as I start, played first couple of hours, I, I texted him. I was like, yep, you were right. This is good. That's awesome. Why are you disappointed yep. in my facial hair, Rampage? Because it's growing back? <laughs> You're pretty close to being back to back to normal. Yeah, another uh, about another quarter inch on the chin, and I'll be good. Back to normal. I envy the fact that your facial hair grows so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> no more uh no more stupid bets. So next time it's going to be it's going to be just a monetary bet with well I'm not betting with Wally anymore cuz he always wins bets and I don't like it. Yeah, Wally is <laughs> very rarely wrong. <laughs> I oh, I guess Jessica took over Rampage's account and she's uh <laughs> she's on right now. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome, Jessica. <clears throat> Thank you for, for watching. Yeah, How I've was your been, week? Uh, it's been pretty good. I've been playing, uh, funny enough, one of the newer uh, Nintendo Switch Online games, one that I had heard about a uh, long time ago, uh, Fire and Ice for the NES. I've been playing that quite a bit. Oh, it's actually yeah. a pretty fun game. And then I recently got uh, Crash Bandicoot 4 for the Switch. It was finally put on the Switch, so... Dabbled into that a little bit, uh, not too terribly much, but I like what I've seen of it so far. Oh yeah, um, I, I, I'd like to get back into. It. As soon as I'm done with uh, Days Gone, I'm going to jump back on the Switch. My Switch has been uh, kind of neglected the past couple of weeks, so <laughs> need to get back on that. Yeah, no, it's the Switch has been really the only thing that I've been playing. I couldn't tell you, honestly, the last time I fired up my PS4. Yeah. Probably to watch a Blu-ray. But, I mean, it's... Yeah, that that was mine for a while, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, uh... uh I, I like to play occasionally, like, I, last couple of games, you know, I played, like, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 2, and I kind of am more excited about it now, um, because, you know, the PS5 is, is out, 
and the PS4 games are just going to start getting cheaper. So now I get to go back mm-hmm. and play all the stuff I missed. Yeah, no, that's that's the good thing about it. Yeah, we have uh, Thad Matta in the chat. He says Resident Evil 2 is insane, and he just bought the remake. Nice. Welcome to the chat, Thad Matta. Yeah, absolutely. Also, shout out to it's Rampage and Jessica, as well as Bethany Fox, who are watching live. Funny enough, this is our last Thursday live show because we'll be moving the show back to Wednesdays this upcoming Wednesday, which I believe is April 7th at uh, mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. So Yes, next week we'll be moving back to Wednesdays, so everybody will be happy about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it'll be good to to get it back to Wednesdays, I think, so... Uh, should be uh, should be fun. I want to give a shout out to one of our one of our listeners. I actually met him at Pensacon. Was it last year? or Year before? Uh, his, his Twitter handle is Jester eight zero eight two. He and a buddy mm-hmm. has just uh, have just started a coffee company called Brez Coffee Company. It's at um, at B R E Z Coffee C O. Um, all one word. Um, it's a coffee company made by gamers for gamers. So they've been uh, testing out some different, uh, you know, like different kind of coffees and stuff. And they're actually going to be sending me a uh, a sample bag here pretty soon because uh, I like the medium roast. So they're going to send me some to try out. And uh, we might be working with them in the future on some stuff. So uh, go cool. give them a follow on Twitter. Uh, Brez Coffee Company and Jester8082. Give him a shout out yep. on the show. I know exactly who you're talking about. I'll check out their coffee. I, that, I guess I missed that on Twitter. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I actually, if you look back on my timeline, I did a, a repost of their, um, a couple of their things. So just go, just go follow them. I yep. like Bethany Fox's idea in CR coffee. I think that might be coming in the future. <laughs> you never know. It's something we kind of talked about. So we'll see. NCR coffee. I like the sound of that. NCR French roast. Wee wee. Wee wee poo poo. Wee wee. It makes you wee wee and poo poo. Uh, that hey, would be our coffee. Yeah. Anything else before we go into the news this evening? I don't believe so. It's been a little bit more lax this week as opposed to my hellacious work week last week. So. Oh, yeah. Been, been pretty uh been pretty good so yeah we we got some really good stuff to talk about so let's dive into the news uh yeah i'm gonna put that link in the uh chat real quick at brez coffee co my older roast yeah they have different kind of roasts uh i had to put a space in there they won't let you do at in the chat room that's weird <laughs> okay all right here we go time for the news everybody <laughs> This was a big story this week. I got this one on uh, MSN.com. Microsoft could finally be the king of gaming if it spends $10 billion on Discord. Uh, Buying Discord can make Microsoft the gaming behemoth it's always wanted to be. Uh, It's considering dropping a cool $10 billion on video game chat app Discord, which we are using right now. Uh, If the software giant does take the plunge, it could help Microsoft Xbox brand finally overtake arch nemesis Sony and its decade-long fight for gaming supremacy. 
With Discord, Microsoft would instantly access insights about the kinds of games people play, um, not just on its own platform, but on Sony's and Nintendo's, as well as on mobile devices. That knowledge could help Microsoft develop games that appeal to more people, something that it's been laser-focused on for years. Um, what's more, is a, it is a fast-growing social network. Of course, we use it for uh, the, Dense, the Nerd Cave Retro Discord. Um and it's just more blah 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 about how you know Microsoft <laughs> it just it just goes you know spends billions of dollars on everything. Um, I honestly, I just hope when they take over it, they don't take over and then basically leave it in the, uh, for in the trash bin like they did with Skype and a number of other things that they have taken over the years because I like Discord. Disc, we use it every week here for this show. We use it for the Nerd Cave Retro Discord. I hope they don't put all the stuff that we use it for behind a paywall because I don't understand how they're going to make money off of Discord, honestly. Yeah, and that's my thing, too, is what are they going to do to make their money back, essentially? Yeah. But and, and plus, you hit the nail on the head with Skype. At one point, it was the biggest online communication platform out there and they bought it and no one ever talks about skype anymore no one uses yeah. skype anymore i mean it's that's a whole separate story for another time i mean skype never really improved their product yeah. it just got worse but, and worse as it as it went on every time they did an update they made it just <laughs> incrementally worse than the, the patch before and then of course zoom has pretty much just everybody's using zoom zoom went from making like this this little you know chat thing that oh, a couple of guys made to being like a t earned like what six billion dollars just this last year like yeah there zoom is the, the top of the heap but when it comes to what we do and what gamers need it for discord is pretty much the top of the heap I wish I had bought stock in uh, Zoom yeah. right before the <laughs> pandemic hit. Yeah, the That'd Nitro thing for... Um, Bethany Fox brought up Nitro for uh, Discord. I don't really know what that's for. I never really looked into yeah, me it. either. They were pushing really hard for, for me to subscribe to it. I, I, I didn't really look into it. I don't really care because I, 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 I don't know what it's for. Like, the name doesn't tell me what it's for. Like... I, I just don't know. Yeah. But my biggest fear, if this happens, would be that you know, Discord, to me, is fine the way it is. Like, you can, sure, you can tweak a couple of things and maybe make some new additions, but the way that it works overall is really good. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to use, and I would worry that Microsoft would be like, okay, well, we want to do this with it. We yeah. want to do this with that certain aspect of it. And then they would completely screw it up. I don't no want one would them, want to use it anymore. I don't want them to overcomplicate it. I don't want them to start taking away things and not putting, you know, uh, trying to, what, basically what they did with Skype. Like Skype was an mm -hmm. easy to use, um, you know, calling app that we used to use and it became unusable. It, they just broke the hell out of it. And, now it's festering in a in the 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 landfill of the internet at this point. 
I went back and when I re-released my Laura Hall interview last week, it was recorded through Skype. And when I listened back to the audio, I was like, ooh, <laughs> ooh, it was bad. Yeah, when I listen to a lot of podcasts that use Skype, you can tell. Like, I can tell when they're using Skype because there's clipping, There's it just yep. sounds bad. Um, I listened to the latest Smodcast today, and he he was talking with Ice Cube, and they mentioned they were using Skype, and it sounded like dog shit. It did. Why? Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why would you use Skype I when Zoom has been relevant for now a year, and it's a much better platform? Yeah. Uh, apparently, Nitro it. Uh, it allows you to boost the server, so it's better, and it also allows you to use GIF emojis. Hmm. Hmm. I did not know that. Interesting. I agree with Bethany Fox. Discord is a way better yeah. version of Skype. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that's no debate. You couldn't do community stuff like we do in Skype. I mean, you go to no. if you're not a part of the Nerd Cave uh, Discord, you're missing out. We have a whole community over there. It's like our own little, our own nice little world where people are nice. And we talk to each other about cool stuff. We 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 share. We make jokes. We share memes, and it's like it's like it's the perfect getaway. When I've had enough, like t like if I get frustrated with like Facebook or Twitter, I go. That's when you see me the most in Discord because <laughs> I'm just like I need niceness. I need good people. That makes sense. Let's see. Our next story comes to us. This was an email from Armes Jackson and comes to us from NintendoEverything.com. Doom 1, 2, and 3 getting physical release on the Switch with Doom the Classics Collection. This is actually really cool. Mm -hmm. After they were originally released digitally, the first three Doom games are getting a physical release on Switch. Doom 1, 2, and 3 will be sold together as part of the Doom Classics Collection. It will be offered standalone as a special edition and a collector's edition. The special edition includes a keycard replica, a Doom Disc USB, Steelbook, and more. The Collector's Edition contains everything from the Special Edition as well as a Doom Shadow Box with lights and sound inside a premium windowed DE box. And pre-orders kick off April 2nd at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Did you see the 3-inch uh, the, the floppy that comes with it? Yes. Oh, 8-gigabyte USB floppy with the original I... sticker on it. <laughs> I want it now. Yeah, I I want just the floppy. Yeah, like if I could pick one thing, it would be just the floppy. That's like that is so freaking cool, dude. That just brought me right back to eleventh grade computer class. Yep, I have very vivid memories of. I never played Doom, but I remember watching it uh, quite a bit. Watching my uncle play it. So we had Doom and Duke Nukem. It was who could get done with their with their work first, so you could run to the front of the class. And get either Doom or Duke Nukem out of the uh, the little little tray she had up there. Oh, dude, I forgot. I was in the thrift store the other day, and I found an old Apple uh, the that uh, um, plastic case that held the old eight inch floppies. Mm -hmm. And I almost bought it just for the nostalgia purposes. Still had the old Apple logo on it, you know, the like the rainbow Apple logo. Yeah. On it. That's it was awesome. So cool. It's like I want this, but I just can't justify spending money on something that I'm gonna look at once and go, look how cool that is, and then never look at it again. 
Yeah, be more for like a display thing, or like if you had friends over, you could be like, yeah. "Oh, come look at this." If I had some actual, have old, a fun yeah, if I had some actual old floppies to put in it, I would put, I would have gotten it. But who the hell has eight inch floppies anymore? Yeah, I remember when those things were still the pinnacle of computer storage. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know the CDs came along and changed everything. Now you could say CDs are obsolete now too. Oh, I know. Uh, this next story also is an email from Armez Jackson uh, from NintendoEverything.com. 90s retro arcade adventure game Arcade Paradise announced for Switch. Uh, Wired Productions and Nosebleed Interactive. I love that, Nosebleed Interactive. Today announced Arcade Paradise, a 90s retro game uh, arcade adventure game due out later in 2021. Um, the '90s retro ar- retro arcade adventure game, uh, the keys to with the keys to the family laundromat, Ashley decides to transform the business and give the sleepy town of Grindstone something to get excited about. Stay one step ahead of your father, manage and invest profits, and build your way uh, to your very own arcade paradise. Um, over 35 uh, arcade games, each fully realized with its own gameplay stories, missions, and high scores to set. Inspired by three decades of gaming. So I guess what the game is going to be is you actually build an arcade out of mm-hmm. a laundromat. And then you get to put these different games in there and you get to play the different games. This actually sounds really cool. It's a video game about video games. I like it. Yeah, that's a really cool concept. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that has like a similar storyline to this. I know. It's sort of like a sim Plus, yeah, get to play all these cool retro games in it. I like it a lot. Yeah, this would be cool. I gotta watch the trailer when we're done. Yeah, me too. Uh, it doesn't say what games you get to play in it, but I guess there's they're probably uh not licensed games. They're probably just sort of like knockoffs. But yeah, yeah. I, I love how in the that. picture you see the the one washing machine yeah. <laughs> among all the other arcade cabinets. I like that a lot. I I'd love to follow this story. Yeah, because it says it's due out later in 2021. I'm curious as to when. I know because I I'd love to check this out. Yeah, it doesn't give an exact date. It just says later in the year. So it doesn't give a a price or anything either. But we'll keep an eye on it because I definitely want to play that. Yeah. Same. Our last story comes to us from NintendoLife.com, one of our favorite sites. Mm -hmm. This sealed Super Mario Brothers could become the most expensive video game collectible ever. And I love the fact that they use the old school Mm -hmm. art at the top of this. Remember last year when we reported that a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers on the NES sold for an eye-watering $114,000? Well, there's another copy being auctioned at the moment, which currently stands... At three hundred and ten grand, <laughs> and still has seven days remaining before the auction closes. My God! Assuming that the price rises in the next few days, there's a very real chance that a copy of one of the most common NES games will become the most expensive video game collectible of all time, surpassing even the Nintendo PlayStation, of which there is currently only one known unit on the open market. Uh, see, I'm trying to see what. What's so special about this specific copy? There's a Twitter link on here. Well, it says that this one, um, like the one that sold for 114000 it has a cardboard hang tab, but it is a later production run. I gotcha. 
just seeing that price tag on it, I know. three the, just the fact that it's six figures alone, but three hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and there's <laughs> there's some people out there who have way too much money. Yeah, and not us. I can tell you that. Nope. No, it is not. Not unless we get the Patreon a little bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little ways to go, but yeah. I feel confident we can get there. Uh, I mean, it's, if I had the money, I probably would would have. I mean, if I, you know, if I had like millions of dollars to just throw around, yeah, I'd get, I'd pay that much for it. But I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I would love to be able to just walk in this auction. Drop down like half a million. Yeah. Take my copy and walk out. Uh, yeah, go buy yourself something nice. <laughs> yeah. Don't go spending it all in one place. Yeah. Um, now it is time for this month in video game history. Yes. In April of 1985, Atari Games releases Paperboy with a controller modeled after bicycle handlebars. Uh, I will say that I never, I mean, I may have played this a few times in the arcade, but I played this mostly on the NES. Yeah, I've always enjoyed like the physical arcade cabinets that have a specific controller that's modeled after the game like this with having the bicycle bars. I think it's really cool. I know of Paperboy. I've mm. personally never played it. I know there was a sequel to it, I believe, that came out for the Super Nintendo. I think so. Because I've, I've seen it in the retro gaming stores uh, here in town, um, You know, even as far back as you know, like late last year. So I know the sequel is, at least from my experience, somewhat common in retro game stores, but never played either one of them. Yeah, I used to love Paperboy on the NES. Uh, I don't know what happened to my copy of it. I might have to just get one just to have. Maybe I'll do yeah. a review of it. Yeah. You should uh, review Paperboy 1 and I'll do Paperboy 2. Yeah, let's do it. We'll do Paperboy month. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on April 21st, 1989, Nintendo releases Super Mario Land on the Game Boy, which introduces Princess Daisy to the Mario series. I love the Mario Land games. I think they're some of the most underrated Mario titles out there. I remember never being able to beat the original Mario Land as a kid because to me it was just impossible to do. Yeah. <laughs> Years later, I go back and play it and it's like the shortest of the Mario Land games yeah. and I'm like, God, was I really like that bad of a gamer growing up? But yeah, well, you're, you're, we were kids. Yeah. And those games were designed to frustrate us. But I, I have a, a soft spot for the Mario Land games, and you can go back and see that this was made in the very early stages of the Game Boy because the graphics are not very good, mm. whereas they take a huge leap in Mario Land 2. And in a way, you kind of look at it as you know comparing the look of Mario 1 to Mario 2 for the NES. Yeah. They definitely got better with their... Uh their graphics on the Game Boy as they went along. Mm-hmm. Let's see, April of 1990, Konami releases Snake's Revenge, a sequel to the Metal Gear, uh, to Metal Gear for the Nintendo Entertainment System in North America, developed without the involvement of Hideo Kojima. I think it's the only game that was uh, developed without his involvement. I believe you're right. Uh, Rampage says that I'm a poor fool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yes, that is true. I um I, I was never into the Metal Gear games. Never really 
like I said, that the whole, uh, I guess, what do you call it? Stealth. Stealth. Yeah. Stealth gaming has never really been my thing. Maybe I should go back and and give it a try and see what it. Because I did, I do remember playing Metal Gear, but I don't remember if I ever if I rented it or maybe borrowed it from a friend or something. But I remember just not liking it as a kid, and even to this day, I do not like stealth games at all. They're not really my favorite either. You know, I tried playing, was it Arkham Asylum? Was the first of the Batman Arkham games, and yeah. that's very stealth-based, and I just couldn't get into it. That's the only so, game that I like that has stealth components, because there it, it felt easy in that game. Oh, Rampage says I'm a poor fool for offering to review Paperboy 2. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a man, so I might as well review Paperboy 2. Isn't uh, the original Metal Gear where the the meme "All your base are belong to us" comes from? I'm not sure because of the poor translation. I'm not sure, but I remember that was a big thing on the internet back in the day when that was like first discovered. I remember cigarettes gave you energy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you Ow. saying they don't? Well, <laughs> I'm not saying either way, but, you know, according to Metal Gear, it gives you energy and heals yeah. wounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think the American Health Association would agree with that. Uh, someone walks up to you. Why are you smoking a cigarette? Well, well, Solid Snake said to smoke cigarettes and I'd have more energy. So I got I'm doing shot it. five times today and this cigarette healed me right up. Yeah. Back <laughs> off. On April 1st, 1993, Virgin Interactive releases the seventh guest for PC. Mm-hmm. It sold over 2 million copies and was widely regarded as one of the three killer apps that accelerated the sales of CD-ROM drives, other two being Myst and Doom. Bill Gates also called the seventh guest the new standard in interactive entertainment. Ah, I love the seventh guest so much. That was like I still love that soundtrack. I remember I got the game and it actually came, you know, the CD-ROM disc for the game. And it came with, uh, you know, the soundtrack on a separate disc. I used to ride around in my car listening to the, the the soundtrack to that game. You remember when video game soundtracks were a rarity back yeah. then? I remember getting the like the little catalogs in Nintendo Power, and usually they would have a soundtrack to say like Ocarina of Time or an in, another N sixty four game like Banjo Kazooie. And just getting those, and it was like a huge deal because in the early days of you know ripping music, it was tough to find a good quality version of video game music because mm-hmm. they would normally have the sound effects in the background. So if you got a CD, that was a huge deal. Oh, yeah. Even back in the Super Nintendo days, I remember uh, Final Fight, I, when I, I found out that you could find the secret menu uh, you could go to and you could turn up the difficulty and all that stuff, turn up and down like the music and stuff. You could actually play the soundtrack through that menu. So I would just be sitting in my room doing my homework and just put on the like Final Fight soundtrack and just listen to that while I was doing homework. Now, video game music is so underrated. And it's cool that, you know, even now on platforms like Spotify, I have the Secret of Mana entire soundtrack saved on that and I'll listen to it you know on the way to or from work or if I'm doing laundry around the house or something like that I'll just plug my earbuds in and listen to it yeah uh Thad Mattis says uh best soundtrack is Donkey Kong do you mean Donkey Kong Country or the original Donkey Kong because there wasn't too much music in the original Donkey Kong but I do agree with uh Super Mario World 
Oh, Super Mario World is an incredible soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he says country. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country, especially that opening, like that opening intro song. Mm-hmm. It just sets the tone for the whole game. It's great. Let's see. April 30th of 1996, LucasArts releases Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures for Microsoft, or no, Windows and Macintosh. And I wonder if they sell this on good old games or Steam. Because I, I still, we talked about this before. I'd love to go back and play this. Uh, a good old point and click Indiana Jones adventure. And this would be one that I'd be more open to playing because you know I, I never really played the point and click games. But the fact that it's Indiana Jones does intrigue me. Yeah. Seems interesting. LucasArts did really good point and click games back in the day. I remember you mentioning that uh, a while back. It might have even been this time last year when this came up. But to close us out for this month in video game history, on April 27th of 2000, The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask is released for the N64 in Japan. One of still the most underrated Zelda games, in my opinion. It's It has its detractors because a lot of people look at it as just one giant side quest, which it kind of is, but it has one of the more interesting stories in the entire Zelda lore. So I, thought, I, I love Majora's Mask. I thought Zelda 2 was the most underrated Zelda game. Well, <laughs> Majora's Mask being a close second, yeah. obviously. <laughs> <Yuck>. <laughs> People try to defend Legend of Zelda or Zelda 2. I can't help it. I hate that game. It's just, it's so. Maybe if it was something else and not a Zelda game, I probably would have liked it, but I don't know. I still can't go back and play that game. They just need to redo it altogether. Yeah, make it top down like the original or Link to the Past. Uh, Thad Mattis says Final Fantasy is better than Zelda 2. You're out of here, buddy. You're getting muted. (laughs) 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 Uh, I mean, I mean, I. Can't really say that I disagree with him. I mean, Zelda 2 is not a good game. <laughs> yeah, I've never played Final Fantasy for the any of the Nintendo or Super Nintendo Final Fantasies, but I would probably say they're better than Zelda 2. I hate Zelda 2. Yeah, it's... Every franchise has that game that you're just like, oh, why did that even happen? Yeah, let's just pretend and, this one doesn't exist. What were we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Before we go... Into our review for tonight, which I'm excited to get to. Derek has shout-outs. Yes, as always, we'd like to shout-out our awesome patrons over at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. We want to shout-out Armez Jackson, Xblade07, Daniel Salmon, John Jekyll, a.k.a. Mixmaster, Carlos Longoria, Staff Sergeant Sketch, Randy Bailey, Tyler Watson, Justin Olson, Brandon Rutledge, Donner Party of Five, Gus and Penny, and Jason may the list keeps growing and i love Mm -hmm. it i love when i get out of breath reading this thing it's it's a good (laughs) uh thank you guys so much for your continued contributions and because you are keeping us at the 50 dollars level we will continue to do fun commentary tracks like the one we did this past week with the real ghostbusters and the muppet show that was a lot of fun i haven't watched the muppet show in a long Mm -hmm. time so that was fun to go back and revisit that was a fun episode to do it was and you guys can continue to support us. Uh, keep voting for uh, uh, commentary topics, uh, roundtable topics. 
You never know when we're going to post a new poll, so always be on the lookout. And if you want to be a part of our awesome Patreon community, just head on over to patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. And if you are a new patron, be sure to give us your social media info so we can give you a proper shout out. And tonight, Derek's talking about... I got to say that the the theme music kind of rocks. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said that I didn't listen to that song on the way home from work today. Just to I had to get myself in the proper mindset for this. So last week you reviewed Yo Noid and we we agreed to do this a while back that you know you were going to fall on the sword and do a bad review. So I, I can't remember exactly how this specific game came up. I think it came up on this month in video game history. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll review Pepsi, man. I had no clue what the game was even about. But I was like, sure, I'll do it. It sounds fun. There are some games that come along every now and then that really make you appreciate the, the, the great <laughs> games out there, like The Link to the Past, like Ocarina of Time, like Super Mario World. This is one of those games. <laughs> Pepsi, man is an action game developed and published by, I don't know if it's Kid or KID. I say Kid just because it's more fun to say. For the PlayStation, it was released in Japan on March 4th, 1999, and is based, I'm reading this verbatim, on the American carbonated soft drink Pepsi's eponymous superhero mascot, which I didn't know that Pepsi had one. I didn't either. I've never heard of Pepsi. Until it was on, I knew you were in for a treat because I saw the... (laughs) Uh, angry video game nerd episode on Pepsi Man, what, like a year ago? And uh, up until then, I have never heard of Pepsi Man in my life. Yeah, I watched that episode of Angry Video Game Nerd 2 earlier this week. I, I've I've gone down a little bit of a, a Pepsi Man rabbit hole, which has been <laughs> a, a little dangerous, but I, I have survived. Uh, it focuses on the player avoiding obstacles by running, dashing and jumping while pepsi man automatically runs forward through each of the game's stages so i didn't read about any of this before i started the game i just literally turned it on and i dove right in the way it starts is you're watching a live action ad for pepsi and you have this this older gentleman who gets the pepsi out of the vending machine and as he drinks it you hear the theme song but he hears it too, and then he stops drinking it, and the music stops. So he just kind of looks around like, what, what's going on? Starts sipping it again. You hear, Pepsi, Pepsi, Pepsi. I'm like, what, what is, this isn't going to be good. Like, I, I've already got my, my head in my hand like this. I'm like, this, this, is, this is not going to be good. It's so cheesy, but I love it. They use, like, someone pouring Pepsi to cover the screen as, like, a dissolve to the the load screen which i was like okay that was actually kind of (laughs) cool literally what you do and this is through every stage that i played and i I will preface this by saying i played this game longer than i did superman 64 with superman 64 i think i made it like 10 or 15 minutes Mm -hmm. i played this a little bit longer you literally are at a starting point you start running you cannot stop yourself 
and you have to jump around obstacles, move around cars to find a vending machine to give drinks to thirsty citizens. <laughs> That's it. Okay. That is your agenda. And all while that same song is playing in the background, you beat level one, you get your score, you go to level two, plays the exact same song, you have the exact same objective. So I'm like, all right, I, I can kind of see where this game is going. But then you get to the third level and they change it up on you. You are chased by a giant rolling can of Pepsi. Much like the boulder in Indiana Jones, you are chased by a giant can of Pepsi, all while the Pepsi Man theme song is just blaring in the background. And then after I beat that level, I said I had enough, and I stopped playing it. <laughs> this makes me... makes I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, is there any <laughs> boss battles or any storyline other than giving drinks to thirsty citizens? Not that I saw. So it says here there are four stages, each divided into smaller segments, and each involving the superhero Pepsi Man saving a person who is dehydrated. Oh, and Pepsi will help with that if you if you're dehydrated. Like that that's the one thing you should drink is Pepsi when you're severely dehydrated. Well, you're not supposed to. And it, <laughs> I guess I, I mean <laughs> I'm waiting for Diabetes Man to make a. Make an appearance oh, right. here. <laughs> so the, the first three stages are based on real locations, San Francisco, New York City, and Texas. The last one takes place in the awesome metropolis of Pepsi City. I did not make it that far, unfortunately. But I, I don't know. I, I don't really know where to go from this game, if I'm being perfectly honest. I, I'm trying to make logical sense out of this. When it's something that does not make logical sense, it's based off a character that I didn't even know existed, Me that I have no tangible proof does exist. So, was this a full price game, or was this some kind of like Pepsi giveaway? Uh, or I'm I'm not sure. It says here the game was made with a low budget, prom uh, prompting the decision to make videos in between stages that show a man drinking Pepsi as they were cheap to produce. The game also features 3D cutscenes for which the future visual novel writer uh, Kotaru Okyoshi yeah. created 3D models. While an American publisher did look into acquiring the rights to publish the game in the United States, it remained a Japan-exclusive game. That's what I don't get, is that it's a Japanese game based off of an American property. Yeah, so it was... I but mean, was not Pepsi, released in the U.S. Was, is Pepsi a big thing in Japan, like... I, I guess I so was Pepsi I no Man idea. and um he, he's an American. Yes, oh, I, I'm I'm trying to get my my head straight here. <laughs> Side a, note: This is the first time I've actually drank Pepsi in probably like two or three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy that. Yeah, I surprised Jason off air. I when I answered his call, I was holding a. This like right up to the camera, wearing a pair of sunglasses. So he He's was trying a, to get in character. So he was a Pepsi mascot. Apparently, it wasn't a very good one because none of us remember Pepsi Man. Or was he a mascot for Pepsi in Japan? Uh, let me Google that real quick because I'm actually very curious. 
Let's see. A uh, character whose fictional backstory says he used to be a scientist, transformed to a superhero. After coming in contact with Holy Pepsi, Holy Pepsi Batman was featured in Japanese Pepsi commercials. And in the Japanese version of the video game Fighting Vipers, he became popular in Japan. I just had an idea. What? <laughs> they should put Pepsi Man in Smash Brothers. Dude. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Why would you put that out in the universe? No. <laughs> Could you imagine the hate? No. Here's the thing. They should do a Smash Brothers type of of game, but do all the mascots throughout history. Like, you could oh play God, as, like, yes. Ronald McDonald against, you know, Pepsi Man. <laughs> Grimace would be a freaking tank. Yeah. In those games. Oh, my God. You could put the king from yes. Burger King, Wendy from Wendy's. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to think of some of the other like fast food mascots, but they're all they're all escaping me. You could do like twelve like twelve fighters. Yeah, I I just picture there being like this epic video of like Mario and Sonic <laughs> fighting, and all of a sudden one of them is thrown into a vending machine, and you just hear Pepsi. <laughs> Uh, if that happens, you can send all the hate to at Derek underscore Diamond on uh, on Twitter. Yeah, apparently Pepsi Man was just uh, was uh, a Pepsi mascot in Japan because yeah. it says he is Pepsi's mascot, which was created for Pepsi's Japanese branch. That's why we don't remember it. I guess he wasn't a thing here. Which I still find interesting that it's an American property, but I mean. I guess it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I mean, this would have been... I mean, this has 90s written all over. I mean, this is something that would have been, you know, done in the 90s, of course. 100%. I will say this. The way the game plays with Pepsi Man, you can't, like, control his speed. Like, he's constantly going. Reminded me of the Sonic and the Secret Rings game for the Wii, because Sonic was the same way. You could control his movement, but he was constantly going forward. Yeah, You couldn't go backwards. And it's much like this with, with Pepsi Man. So it's basically just like an endless runner. Pretty much. And there's a couple of points here in this Wikipedia article that uh, reviewers frequently compare the game to other games, including Crash Bandicoot. I can see it in a way, if you took the constant moving aspect out of it, it would probably have a little bit of Crash Bandicoot to it. Yeah, it says a simplified version Yes, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, a writer for Complex included it on a list of company-branded games that didn't suck, commenting that it's not a bad game as long as the player can tolerate the large amount of advertisement in it. And that's literally what it is. It's a walking advertisement because... As you're moving, you know, on the screen, you see a spinning Pepsi logo at the top. You see a Pepsi can because you collect the cans throughout the the level. And it is essentially a giant walking advertisement. But that being said, I have played worse games than Pepsi, man. It's not good by any stretch, and I highly doubt I will ever play it again. Yeah. But I have played worse games. Like, I mean, Superman 64, to me, is a far worse game than Pepsi Man. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Penzoff at Destructoid 
uh, said it's gloriously twisted and char- uh, a gloriously twisted, charming spectacle. Uh, likes it for the sheer lunacy of it. And he said the sa- uh, the game was obsessed with America and portrays Americans as hun- unhygienic hillbillies in a manner that makes it unclear if it is a self-aware parody or not. <laughs> I I like to think that it is a self-aware parody. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, you you can definitely see that throughout the game. But I mean, they they've done that. Like you look at Earthbound. Earthbound to me is a parody of Western culture. Yeah. So there there's a little bit of of parody in this game as well. But you know, some of the reviews uh, Famitsu gave it twenty five out of forty. Game Fan gave it a ninety out of a hundred. That is nuts. Uh, Gamers Republic gave it a B minus, and Joypad gave it a two out of 10 and I, I agree with some of the reviews like it's it's not a good game trust me when I say like I'm not defending the gameplay of it but it's it's like stupid funny in a way like I looking back on it like I don't regret playing it like I don't completely despise it I'll, I won't play it again but it was just a goofy kind of game that you know I I thought was stupid but I got a little chuckle out of it yeah because of the sheer over-the-topness of it. It sounds like you had a better time playing this than I did, Yo Noid, because Yo Noid was freaking terrible. Yeah. Like, painfully I, terrible. And from the gameplay, I will never play Yo Noid from what I watched. Mm-mm. I will never play that game. But if I were to rank this on a scale of 1 to 10, I agree with Joypad. I would say probably a 2. Yeah. You know, I give, yeah. I give a game a 1 for effort. And I'd give it an extra point just because of the sheer goofiness out of it. But you can tell it's a low-budget game. It doesn't really have much direction in it. There's not much of a story to it. It's a walking advertisement. Yeah, and I can't see people, people, you know, even back then games were 50, 60 bucks. I couldn't see anybody paying full price for this type of game. I mean, this had to be something that was either given away as a promotion or, you know, like send in you know, 20 Pepsi UPC symbols or something like that to get, to get Pepsi man. Like why would you pay a full price for a game like this? I, I don't know. <laughs> Die hard. No, I'll tell you who probably would diehard collectors of Pepsi merchandise. Yeah, I could see that, but even still, I don't like, think Pepsi has the same kind of merchandising appeal that Coke has. Like, you, know, you it's see not... Coke stuff everywhere. Even you go to like flea markets and like antique stores, and like that's a huge market. Is like the Coca Cola glass bottles that are like for certain things that still have like the Coke in them. Like that's a thing. I don't see Pepsi stuff anywhere. Yeah, I mean it doesn't have the the name or the notoriety that Coke has. You know, like people will commonly call other sodas Coke because yeah. it's. <laughs> It's more than a brand of soda. It's, it is soda to some people. Well, that, it's just so synonymous with, with that product. Pepsi is always going to be the also ran because, I mean, think about it. When, when you go to a restaurant and you're, they ask you what you want to drink and you say, I'll take a Coke, they say, is Pepsi okay? That should be Pepsi's lo- uh, like uh, tagline. Pepsi. Is Pepsi okay? Yeah. <laughs> We have Pepsi products. Is that okay? 
No, no, sure. it's not. <laughs> Go get me a Coke. So random fact, I actually grew up on Pepsi. My my parents are more fans of Pepsi than they were Coke. So I I grew up having Pepsi in my house. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to review this game because I yeah. thought it would be kind of fun. But... I, I will admit this, though. I think Pepsi Max tastes a lot better than uh, Coke Zero. It's just hard to find anywhere. You can't find it anywhere. Well, the thing with Pepsi is they would do the specialty drinks, but they would never last very long. I remember in high school, they had a lemon Pepsi that Ooh. I thought was really good. And then like six months later, it's gone. And then they do a vanilla Pepsi, which was a little on the sweet side because Pepsi's already sweet anyway. But it was still good. And then next thing you know, it's gone. Yeah. Wally has joined us. What's up, Big Wall? Uh, Wally, what's going on? But yeah, but yeah, the... yeah. He says oh, vanilla ahead. Pepsi was fantastic. I don't like the vanilla drinks. I've never been a fan. I love cherry drinks, cherry Coke, cherry Pepsi, anything cherry. I like. Man, when I went to go see Godzilla versus Kong yesterday, I had bag of popcorn, vanilla Coke. Yeah, it's my go-to thing. That and some peanut butter M and M's. You know what I do miss though? The only vanilla drink I liked was the. Uh... What was it? It was the vanilla, French vanilla um, root beer. Not for, not root beer. Was it the French French vanilla Barks uh, cream soda? But I don't see it anywhere. That was a big thing when I was a kid. Was the French vanilla cream soda? That does sound really good. That was great. And I don't even know if they make that anymore. Let me let me Google that real quick. I liked the the IBC and the Jones cream soda. I know Jones has other flavored drinks too. They have like a grape one. They have a green apple one. Those I haven't had those in a long time. Oh, Wally says cream soda is awful. You hush your face, <laughs> sir. Get out of my chat room. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um... Uh, Thad says that you should play Karate Kid and I play Spot. I don't know if it's still made or not. Cream Soda Barks. Uh, I got a lot of pictures here. It makes me want one looking at the picture. Oh, so good. Yeah, I think they do make it. Uh, um, Dude, just Google it and look at the pictures. Doesn't that can look nice? It looks so good. French Vanilla Cream Soda. Here are the nutrition facts. 170 calories, uh, zero fat, three, uh, 65 milligrams of sodium, 45 grams of carbohydrates, 45 grams of total sugars, and zero protein. Just what the doctor ordered. I like that can. Yeah, look, dude, it tastes so good. I want one. I have to go find one tonight. I need my diabetes fix. <laughs> You have to let me know if you find one. So good. So, uh, you think we should take a little break from the uh, the product placement yeah. video games? <laughs> yeah, let's let let's step away for a bit. Uh, I, I like Thad's <laughs> idea. I do want to come back and, and play Spot for yeah. the Super Nintendo. Let's wait on that though. If you do Spot for the su Super Nintendo, I'll do the uh, the regular Nintendo one. Okay, because I've always wanted to play it and I never did. And I don't know yeah, if it's good or bad. I've never heard anything about that game. I haven't either. So yeah, I think we've... Uh... Oh, Sneak King. Yeah, that's yes. another one too. I, I gotta do that one too. 
Yeah, we got to do our mascot roundtable this month, too. So, Wally, I hope you're ready for that. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to have to do some research on that. Yeah, well, we got a few weeks, so you can do your research, get, gather up your, your favorite mascot, mascots of the last 41 years, and we'll talk about them. What would you do if I got my hands on a giant uh, moon head from the Mac Tonight commercials? Dude, I would flip out. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. You should build one. Uh and I thought about seeing if I could find a king mask and just wear it throughout the first like 20 seconds of the show and just not say anything. Dude, you could wear it to Pensacon. Oh my god. <laughs> uh do Mac tonight one day. Yeah. I'll I'll do I'll be the king for the Nerd Cave retro panel. I'll be Mac tonight for defending bad movies. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll just throw some face paint on and get a, a red uh, clown wig and be Ronald McDonald. There we go. Scare the children. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kids. You want a hamburger? Do you want to be unhealthy? Come eat my burgers. Oh, man. But that's, uh, that's, that's our, the review for Pepsi Man. So it, I don't think it was as bad as you thought it was going to be. No, and like I said, it's not a good game, but it was bad in almost the fun type of way. Yeah. Wish I could say the same for Yonoid. <laughs> not sure what I'm doing next week. I got I to gotta figure something out. So I want to play something good. So we'll see. I'll, uh... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review um, Fire and Ice in two weeks for the NES. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, I got to do something good. So I need to get on that this weekend. I got three day weekend uh, to come up with something for sure, but, um, that's going to do it for this episode. Um, anything you would like to tell the people about the Derek diamond experience before we leave this evening? Yeah, I actually got to do a really fun live show earlier this week as a, a delay from uh, the show I was going to do, um, I believe it was last week or two weeks ago. It was essentially the seven-year anniversary show where I did uh, an Ask Derek Anything type show. It was really fun. Uh, Rampage was in the chat along with several other people. Talked about the Snyder Cut of Justice League, the upcoming Obi-Wan series. A lot of cool stuff talked about on this week's show. So that's out now on all podcasting platforms. Uh, just search for the Derek Diamond Experience. And if you want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Diamond Podcast. And uh, go check out the Open Micers podcast. Last week's episode, we did um, we talked to Stephen Perkins of Jane's Addiction, and then this last weekend we did our uh, extra Patreon episode. Uh, Patty Dwyer, comedian Patty Dwyer, returns for the extra episode. So you got two new episodes to listen to. We're because we're taking this week off, so um, that's why Fantastic. there was no show earlier tonight. And uh, we're moving to Wednesdays too. Next Wednesday night, so we'll have uh, Open Micers and Nerd Cave uh, Retro on the same night again, but on Wednesdays, so be prepared next Wednesday evening at Open Micers on Twitter. Real quick, I forgot to mention, I did add some new perks to the Patreon for my show. So for as little as $3 a month, you get to vote on the monthly top five discussions that I know people love, so... Uh, you can check out patreon.com slash Podcast for that and some other fun perks that were added as well. So if you're interested, go check that out. Oh, and uh, we talked about it. While, uh, it's actually on the, uh, the our latest Patreon episode. 
for the uh, the commentary tracks that we did for uh, this month. Um, we talked about what we would do for another perk because at the $50 level, you guys have kept us above the $50 level where we do the commentary tracks. But I figure if we get to the $100 level, $100 a month, we will do the commentary tracks in our Nerd Cave Retro Discord chat so you can listen to us do it live while we record it. So if we, you get us to the $100 level, you'll be able to join us as we record those commentary episodes. How do you like that? I think that's a brilliant idea. I like it. It's almost like a watch party. It is, sort of. Only you can't talk to us while we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you get to listen. Watch but along. You, you can't join in, but you can listen. Listen okay. live. Oh, and uh, also congrats to Thad. He says he is getting married June 26th. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Everybody getting married. Uh, feel for I, you. I... <laughs> <laughs> Run! <laughs> uh, oh, man. Good, but, good stuff. Uh, that's it for the episode tonight. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, let me pull up our end of show notes here while I play our music. If you would like to email us, send us your... Uh, anything you want to talk to us about, you can send us articles, whatever. Send it to nerdcaveretro at gmail.com. We're at nerdcaveretro.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at nerdcaveretro and individually at jfuntastic and at Derek underscore diamond. Get our merch at ncrmerch.com. We're at Facebook, facebook.com slash nerdcaveretro. And of course, our Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdcaveretro. Um, and if you can't do that, can't throw us a couple bucks a month, I get it. it. Times are hard right now. If you can't do it, go leave a review wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. So, Derek, please tell them what it's all about. Pepsi Mac! <laughs> Chucker, eh? Uh.